Welcome to the Working on the Weekend podcast. When you freelance or own your own business, you likely operate outside the typical nine to five. Join Peyton Robinson and Eileen Talkman each week as they spill the tea on being freelance marketers in the content and social world. You'll hear real life experiences about the grind of freelancing and poke a little fun at corporate America too. You'll never know what to expect from Peyton and Eileen's job in an ever-changing digital world. But one thing's for sure, they'll always be working on the weekends. Working on a weekend like usual. Hello, everybody. This is a extra special episode of the Working on the Weekends podcast. It is the holidays. It is the new year. And we decided that there was no better way to wrap up 2022 than to kind of talk about social media in general, social trends, like what happened this year. And that's kind of what we've got going on for you in this quick little mini-sode today. Do I got that right, P? You have that so correct, Eileen. I am so excited to be here today. Honestly, this is more for us than I feel like any of our listeners. I just wanted an excuse to – I think we both just wanted an excuse to go through 2022 social in general, all the trends, all the things. It was a great year for content, in my opinion, and I'm excited. Yes, I love that. And you say that this is more for us than our listeners, and I agree. But I also think that people that don't work in freelance, don't work in social media, but like to consume content on social media will love this episode. Oh, of course. Anyone who has an Instagram or a TikTok, this is for you. This is for all of us to just go through and be like, remember that? That was so fun. Or like, I hated that link thing. We love. I'm excited to be here. Let's jump into it. Let's do it. So- The first thing that we're going to start with today is talking about some trends that we loved from 2022, some sound bites from TikTok that, you know, two weeks later made their way over to Instagram reels. We're just going to go through a few of our favorites. Love. I'm so excited about this. Perfect. So should we run through the sounds? I think we should. Um, Yeah, I think we should. Okay, good. I was hoping you were going to say we, <laughs> no, we thought I was we thinking should. we shouldn't. I think we should just pretend that everyone knows exactly what we're talking about. But the thing is, you probably do, everybody. You do. Everyone knows. These were some of the top TikTok sounds from 2022 and some of our favorites. So I'm going to kick it off with this first one. I think if you don't know this one, where have you been? This is from our good friend, Julia Fox. That's her name, right? That is her name. And she came out and she said... I was Josh Safdie's muse when he wrote Uncut Gems, you know, things like that. Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems. I really can't even do the Joms like she does it. No, nobody can do it like she does it. Uncut Joms. It's like, damn. It blew up and it was so funny. It was so good. It was also like when she was like dating Kanye, right? And like it was just – there was like some other like sound bites that were coming from her from like different podcasts and things she had done like recent – like in recent – history and it was just all so funny like there's something about her personality that i love like you're my muse actually love wow beautiful next one you want to take this one or you want me to do it i i want you to take this one because i hate saying it it gets stuck in my head for like ever well this one was stuck in everyone's head in 2022 and that would be it's con (laughs) we all we all know it we all love it we're all sick of it We're so sick of it, but I love it, and I love that little boy. Like he is a king. We've talked about this. I don't think he is. We haven't talked about this on the podcast, but we have talked about this. And he is the cutest little human, and did so much for the holidays to give back. Like him and his family, 
I love him. Like he's a sweetie. So that makes me like the the soundbite more, even though I'm kind of over it. Mm-hmm. Like loving him makes it just go on forever. Completely agree. All right. Okay. Next one. Next one is we all know it. Lizzo's It's About Dan Tom. Um we I don't know dance. the dance. We know the Come dance. On. We've seen the dance. I also am just obsessed with Lizzo. So naturally, I have to love this one. I love I her. Love it. Did you watch her Amazon Prime show? I like honestly haven't clicked on Prime in probably years. Okay. If you need something stupid to watch these days. I do. It wasn't stupid at all, actually. But if you need something like mindless to watch, I loved it. Um, I would love something mindless to watch, and I will literally watch that because I'm obsessed with her. She is just I love her so such much. a uni- she's such a unique person. Like her personality yes. and what she brings to the table, there is nobody like her. And I will tolerate a lot of you know, like you want to talk about Julia Fox, you want to say you hate the corn song, fine. I will not accept any slander when it comes to Lizzo as a no human. No Lizzo slander allowed. It's not allowed. Not on this podcast. Not in the work on the weekends. Instagram, mm-hmm. TikTok, Mm-mm. blocked. That's a block. Immediate block. Immediate block. Album. Excellent. I love her so much. Okay. Love I could go so into much. that she's for like a great gal. Yep. She's a great yep. gal. Love it. Okay. Number four, we've got this one. Actually, I put in here. I don't, I didn't love it. I'm so over it, but it was everywhere. So it has to be mentioned. My money don't jiggle, jiggle. It folds. I'd like to see a wiggle, wiggle, faux show, whatever. That whole little thing that was everywhere. It was always in my head and uh, I'm, I'm so over it, but. It was viral, so we got to mention it. It's been a while since that one like was so trendy that I kind of like it again because it's been a minute um, <laughs> since we had to listen to it. But at the time, I was like, "Stop! Like this needs to stop." But now, like it's been a while, I could get back into it. Oof! Good for you. The next one, I'll just go ahead and give you a little <clears throat> audio, and you guys will know what I'm talking about. Have you ever been in love? <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> did I do good? Yeah, you did great. Your British accent I love, is amazing. I like honestly wish I was British, um, which is unrelated, but honestly, shout that's a good out one. Becky. Becky, shout out Becky because we have a girl we work with. Also, this episode is clearly for fun. This is yes. just two girls gabbing. There's no tips or tangible takeaways. So. Sorry about it. But like, just pretend like you know the trends. We're all just here chilling. But we have this girl that we work with at the company we work for together named Becky. She's super sweet, super great to work with. And she is British. She's the only person on our team that is not from the US. And when we get off calls with her, I want to be British so bad. Like hearing her yeah. talk, I'm just like jealous. Like and I don't her know. particular British accent is like beautiful and i love it's it so, so much smooth and like delicate it kind of is like that have you ever been in love like she <laughs> has that so. accent i don't know like what part like where you have to live for certain accents mm-hmm. i know literally nothing about the uk but shout out becky and can i have your accent please thank you thank you okay coming in at number six is this one is a little more recent but totally blew up everybody loved it what's your drink more wait more british accents <laughs> no it's so what's, true what's your drink of choice a Negroni Spagliato with Prosecco in it. Ooh, stunning. Wait, are those by the same person? No, it's two people going back and forth. I mean, no. No, 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 I know. But oh. the, have, you ever been in, have you ever been in love? No. The, ever been in love? Isn't that from Bridgerton? I don't know. Oh, yeah, it might be. I but they just Bridgerton. sound like the same accent. They do. And I love it. I want to be them. Okay, that's a good one. Yep. The next okay. up is not an audio, but you know what I'm talking about when I say this. Anything with the new voice changer feature, 
I love it. I love it. I, I love even, it. I like, love try it. Try to make my voice sound like it. It's like it's Arr! not gonna work. <laughs> Find us on TikTok because we're gonna do a video with at W O T W Pod with the voice changer because it's so funny. Like I love it so much. Um, the first time I, think- I ever heard it, I thought that was the person's voice, and I was like, "Whoa, that girl has a weird voice!" And then everyone started posting with it, and I was like, "Oh, oh, this is a feature of the app." So I was an early adapter, adopter, adopter, right? <sighs> yes. No, I don't. know. No, you're actually. right. It's adopter. I don't know. I was one of the first people to have this feature. Okay. And I'm, this is not a flex. Humble brag. No, I'm, it's not a flex. I have an, a TikTok used to use and post on. It has like a decent amount of followers in the like 30,000 something follower range. Not even a flex. I don't use the page. No, it's not even a flex. You guys, I don't use the page. I have like under a thousand followers on Instagram. Like I, this is just like a one-off thing that happened to work out for me years ago. But I was going through there looking for audios and just for works purposes, and I noticed I had that feature and nobody had it. And I was playing, like changing the voice of like the text to speech and it was all in that voice and no one had like that voice. And I'm like, wait, is something wrong with my TikTok? Because who's this guy? Like I have never heard this person before. And then it blew up everywhere and I saw people commenting like, I don't have this feature yet, whatever. And I'm like, I had that feature. I could have been the first person to use that feature. Could have missed opportunity. Wasn't, wasn't. But regardless, we love it. We love the voice. Love. It's hilarious. Okay, so the last one, you want to round us out here, P? I would love to. This is my favorite trend right now. This is also a newer trend, and it's our icks about each other, whether it's siblings, best friends, husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, and you basically say things that are like your ick, things about them that gross you out. I find this to be so funny because it starts kind of innocent. It's like, oh, I don't like when you don't fold your laundry. And then it turns to like, I don't like when you breathe. Like it just gets like so intense every single time. And they always do it with the voice changer. So it's even funnier because it's like two voices talking back with the same voice. I love that trend. I would do it with you, my sister, or my fiance. But I'm too worried like about what people would say and like stab in the heart. Yeah. And at least with you, it would be really hard to come up with things too. Like I would genuinely have to like text Mike and be like, Mike, what are some icks about Eileen that I can include? Because like I love everything about you. He'd probably be like not many exist, honestly. She's pretty great. She's perfect. (laughs) Foz, I I could go through a whole um, like I don't even know, manifesto of things that are icks and like no problem. But with you, it would be too hard. That's really love sweet you. of you. And I agree. I honestly am trying to think of one off the top of my head. And I can't. So I think you're so great. Oh, okay. I have one. <gasps> about me? Yeah. Oh, tell me. Is this about to get brutal? My ick about Eileen is that I will text her a hundred times and not get a response, which is fine. And then she'll do it back to me and she'll be like, oh, I'm so sorry that I'm like blowing up your phone. Please blow up my phone. If I didn't want your text, I would block you. If I didn't want to be your friend, I wouldn't. Like anything that comes to mind that you want to tell me, tell me because you know I'm a do not disturb girly. I do not check my phone. I want all of it. Like I want 10 I want 10 voice memos with six screenshots that are about all different things, two TikToks. Like I want it all and I need you to stop apologizing for it. It's okay. Nick. Okay. Well, I will say, I think I'm getting better at just continuing to send you things, even if you're you not are. responding because you're on D&D. But 
you know, I'm I, I'm a people pleaser and I always think everyone's mad at me. So I know. And I'm, I've I never been. That's so true too. Okay. That's your second ick. I love how I'm just going oh. to icks and. <laughs> Keep them coming. Uh, my second ick is that Eileen always thinks people are upset with her when like, if you're listening to this podcast and you don't know Eileen, she is the best person. And I'm not even saying this because you're in front of me. Like she <laughs> is the best person to work with, the best friend you can ask for. She's always there for the people that she cares about. Like she is such a down B word in every way, in every way. And everyone in her life knows this except for her. So she always thinks Aww. like if you're helping her out with something or whatever, like if she asked me for help on a work project, she's like, I'm so sorry. Like, I don't know, like blah, blah, blah. I'm like, Eileen, I love you to death. I would do this if we didn't work together. I would help you on this. Like, please do not apologize. That's my ick number two. Okay. Do you have any for me? I'm kind of perfect though. I'm genuinely trying to think of one. You could you could say that your ick is that I don't reply and that I literally ignore you. Um. Yeah, but I don't take on it. There's some people who don't reply to me and I'm like, F you. I don't like feel that way about you at all. I'm like, eh, she'll reply eventually. And I know she read it. So it's whatever. Because like, I I'm not taking it consistently personally. do it. Like, it's not like, oh, sometimes she's like, this person's ignoring me, whatever. I consistently don't do it. Like, I consistently don't respond. So it's like, I've already set that precedent. Yeah. You don't have any icks for me. Oh. I'm really trying to think. Hold on. That I don't have a picture on Slack. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Peyton will not put a picture on her Slack. It is the little like, like emoji of like an outline of a person. And because I believe like you've identified yourself as a female on Slack, it's pink. I don't even think it's pink, dude. Are you is sure? It? I'm looking at it right no, now. No, I have no idea. I don't it's have pink. a picture on Slack. Oh, okay. Wait. I love that for me. And here's me. I like me. yearly update my Slack picture with my like recent headshot. It's you know what it is? It's that like because I haven't done it for so long, I'm like You've it's weird now to do it. Like yeah. I don't know, it's something I feel like it's weird because I've always not had one, but it's it's pretty funny to me like on a call when like everyone's little pictures are there and mine's just like a black box on Zoom just like sad like Peyton whatever. Robinson. Peyton Robinson. And then when you do go into like the office or something, people are like who is this girl? Like we've literally never seen this person before. And I'm like, oh, it's me, Peyton. We've worked together for two years. Like, nice to meet you. That is a good ick. I, I maybe I should work on that. You should. You're icking about yourself. Well, you, yeah, I am. Okay, I really enjoyed that. That was so fun. I could do this all day. Me too. I I could think of like 20 other ones I'd like to mention. Me too. I'm wondering for anyone listening to this, please, please, please let us know. What your favorite trend was of 2022, just trending audio, because I, when we were putting this together, I was like blanking. And I know that like I speak solely in TikTok audios and trending sounds. And the fact that like I don't have them all, like they just don't come to mind. I need people to remind me. So please remind me of some things that like I can just say all day and annoy yeah. everyone in my life with. Yeah, what did we like miss? What did we not touch on that you were like, can't believe you didn't mention that? That one was so big. We'd Please. love to know. Please. So moving right on along to the next little segment here, we're going to talk about social tips and tactics that we learned in 2022, getting a little bit more business-y for a second. But also, even if you're not working in social, this will still apply to you. You've probably seen a lot of these things. And maybe these are reasons that you've gone through and unfollowed accounts or unfollowed people because 
there's just some things that we've all kind of learned in the social space this year that work or don't work. And let's just get into it. Let's do Would it. Would you like to go first, Eileen? Sure. So one thing that I think I've learned as a consumer and a social media professional is that authenticity is huge. That was a huge thing this year. I think that people stopped being so perfect all the time and just tried to be more real. And when you were more real, that resonated with your audience so much more than like the picture perfect aesthetics, whatever you may call it. So I think even from a brand perspective, the for example, the influencers that they're using to promote their products or the way that they're promoting their products instead of being so like hard sale. It's just like, hey, this is like how this could help you if you know, you're struggling with something like this, whatever it may be. I felt like the brands, not everyone did this, but the brands that caught my attention and succeeded were ones that were just like so authentic and real and not like focused on being perfect. Yeah, agreed. I think we We've had a lot of conversations about that, just showing up as a brand and speaking from that brand's voice and from that brand's mission. You don't have to stray and follow every trend or have this like perfect aesthetic on social media. That's just not what people are looking for these days. And when you're working with influencers or if you are an influencer, finding influencers that truly embody your brand and like they are the perfect person for this it doesn't come off so hard, like so harsh. I don't know. I feel like when I follow an influencer, if it's an influencer that's a Peloton girly, she's that quote unquote, that girl aesthetic. And all of a sudden she's talking about something fashion related. I'm like, girl, you wear a Lululemon set every day or an aloe set every day. Like you're not the the person I would go to for fashion. So if she did something that had to do with a Stanley cup or a vitamin supplement or something like that, it would just come off so much more authentic. And I think a lot of brands have started to realize like, it's not even really about how big of an audience an influencer has. It's more about what their niche is and how your product fits into that niche. Yeah. No, it's a great point to piggyback off that. How's that for a little bit of corporate jargon for us right now? To piggyback (laughs) off of that, to to trampoline jump off of that love for example because i am a peloton girly in myself so i do follow a lot of the instructors and my favorite instructor she does like try to dabble a little bit more in like the influencing world but when she's trying to share like clothes she's wearing she's not trying to share this like 700 dollar like insane dress that she bought she's like hey these are like the jeans i just bought from abercrombie and I find that like relatable. Right. Well, it's also like knowing your audience. So if you are yeah. selling, we, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, not on the pod, but like these like cold plunge baths that are like starting at like six grand up to like 10, 15 grand. I don't know. If you are the CEO of that company and also like an influencer, okay, your audience has more money. So maybe they're into a $2,000 dress for their Christmas party. Fine. But if your whole persona online is surrounded around helping out people that are your age or like starting a career or getting into their fitness journey, probably in their late 20s, early 30s, they might not be at a point right now that they have two grand to spend on a dress. So it's just not like it doesn't come off authentic because that's not the content that your audience is looking for. You have to be relatable to your audience, whatever that means. Totally. 
Totally, totally. Next one. This is just real quick, but I think that you and I have learned this tactic, this tip, whatever it may be, um, in our roles that we work on together at our client that we work with together. And that is that we do not need to be posting like eight times a day. You just don't anymore. Like, I think at one point it was like encouraged to just like post, post, post as much as you can. And now it's a little more like do less and make it really good instead of you know, it's quality over quantity at this point. So yeah, I think that was maybe a change in 2022 that I learned. Yeah, we definitely learned that even the client that we work for together, we had been posting a lot of content. Also, it's so hard when you have a lot of stuff you really do want to share, like, where does it all fit in? But we had a moment where we weren't able to post as much. There's just some things going on where we were not able to, we had to step back. And we were surprised to see our engagement was the same or better on the things that we were pushing out because there's already so much content on social media. You don't need to oversaturate the feed with six posts from the same brand, which is a great lesson we learned this year. There was definitely a time where, and even still some platforms, we're posting a lot. For example, TikTok, if you're posting six TikToks a day, that's still okay. Not so much Instagram anymore. So that's a great lesson. Quantity? not quantity over quality, <laughs> quality over quantity. Okay. I have one that I learned this year and that's to pick your platforms. So you do not have to be everywhere all the time as a brand, as an influencer, as somebody working on your personal brand, a podcast host, et cetera. There are so many platforms with so many different audiences on those platforms, different algorithms, different reasons that your audience is going to those platforms. And Figure out what works the best for you or your brand or the brand you're working for and stick to it. You don't have to be everywhere. Same kind of point, similar to what Eileen just said, not posting a million times a day, quality over quantity. Same goes for your platforms. Having posts going out on platforms that make a ton of sense for that platform and are going to get the engagement that you're looking for, are going to fuel your business goals is better than just putting out a bunch of stuff on a bunch of platforms all the time. Totally. And people maybe, if you have each platform and you have a following on each platform, trying to cater your messaging to each platform, because what I'm going to like look for on Facebook is different than what I'm looking for on Twitter is different from what I'm looking for on Instagram. So 100%. just something to keep in mind. Yeah. If you're going into 2023 and you've been asked by a client or you are in the corporate world and you want to bring some ideas to the table, differentiating the different platforms on social and the reasons that people are utilizing those platforms, and that should dictate how you're showing up on them as well. So keep that in mind and, you know, something, a, a tangible tip, actually. We said there's yeah. no tangible tips. A great tangible tip to take into the new year with you. I do have one more and it kind of piggybacks off of Everything we've been talking about, again, I feel like 2022 was an informative year for me and social. I know for Eileen, it was too. For a lot of brands, it was it was a, a moment. Things changed. There was some chaotic energy. But one thing that I learned for brands is what works for one brand, even in your niche, might not work for you or the brand that you're working for, and that's okay. So if you're working with a skincare company and you look at some other competitors, people in your space, in similar niches, and you're like, okay, they did this trend. They're following this aesthetic. They use this kind of messaging. They're more like meme-based posts. And you try that out on your page and it doesn't work. That is okay. 
find your own rhythm and just go from there. Just flow into what feels right for the brand that you're working on and don't be so worried about what everyone else is doing. Because a lot of times, if they're already following a page that's like super trendy and vibey and um, like kind of like meme tweet style posts, if they're following that brand and your brand, like a customer, if you're posting what looks just like their page, why would they follow you too? Maybe your page is more informative. You're giving skincare tips and ingredient lists and teaching from that aspect. Someone can follow these two different brands and get completely different value from both of them. Don't feel like you have to match what your competitors or other people in your space are doing. Be different. That's the last one for me. Be you. Be you. I think that that really sums it up. Be you. Be unique. Be authentic. I think authentic is a big word for 2022 social. It one billion percent is. It's actually my something I have later down the line. So Oh, oh boy. Um, Okay. We're going to go on to another – I'm really excited about this. We're going to go into accounts that we're loving and loved through the year 2022. Eileen, kick us off. Awesome. So I think these are going to be like funny, like parody accounts, their brands. It's a little bit of everything. So the first one that I have, the Mayfair Group, duh. We've talked about them a million times on this podcast, post about them on the Working on the Weekends Instagram page. We love them. If you want cute merch, if you want feel-good messaging, if you want to be inspired, it is a great account to follow. Secondly, or do you want to comment on that, P? I've just been obsessed with the Mayfair Group for years. I listened to their podcast, which I don't think they've done it in a while, actually, but their CEO and founder, Sam, is so cool. Follow her on Instagram too. Everything they do, I am just so obsessed with. They combine like wellness into, well, actually, quick thing, they're actually like a PR company. Did you know that? So yes, I always like when I first found them, I was like, oh my gosh, their merch is so cute. Like I love their sweatshirts, I love their what's whatever's, but like that's I realized secondhand that like that's not their like main brand. And it's brand. become their main brand, which is crazy. So they were, I don't want to misspeak, but PR marketing, something along those those lines, they were an agency. That was what they did. They had a really cool CEO. She came up with some really cool merch. They optimized their Instagram to just be like super dope. And it got so big that it became a whole new thing. They have the coolest merch that's such high quality. I have like six, maybe more sets from them that I love to death. Everything focuses on prioritizing your mental health, growing as an individual. I love, love, love that brand. We're a little like mental health ladies. Listen, I wouldn't say we have- it's great or not. Yeah. I wouldn't say we have the best mental health, but I will say we are consistently working on it. And that's kind of what the the brand's about is it meets you where you are and like wants to propel you forward into being the best version of you, whatever that means. I just love them. I swear none of the other ones will talk about this long. I just genuinely love the Mayfair group. And if we could get Sam on the podcast one day, I would die. I love her. Sick. That'd be sick. Okay. Next, I'm going to combine the next two because they're very similar, but I love them both equally. That would be Corporate Natalie and Rod. And I think I'm sure everyone either knows who they are for me just saying their name, or if you saw their faces, you'd be like, oh yeah, those people. And they both just post like the funniest like corporate 
nonsense, making fun of the corporate world. They somehow use every single trending sound and turn it into some sort of like joke about corporate life. And it's so good. They're so creative. They produce content so fast. And I just like love them both. Great follows. Love. It's like a breath of fresh air. It's like your friend at work. That's how I feel. Like they just joke about what we all know about the corporate world and like just being in it. If you know, you know, and following them, it's just constantly being infiltrated with the funniest relatable content ever. Love both. Following both of them has been like so worth my time. Totally. Maybe we'll share some of our favorite uh, things that they've posted on our Instagram page. We should. Should I do the next one? Yeah, please. The next one we've also talked about before, and that is the Every Girl. Every Girl, great follow. There is like a wealth of resources that the Every Girl puts out on their social. One thing I love, and I don't know, Eileen, I know you follow them as well and love them, is they do monthly wallpapers, okay? So this alone is worth a follow. So every month they do wallpapers. You can go to their like link in bio on their Instagram and download the cutest backgrounds for each month. So it'll be like December and have like a calendar. They have phone versions for like iPhones, Androids, iPads, MacBooks, and they are like so cute. And they'll have like six designs. So like one might have like a quote, one might say like December and like cursive. Love that. But also they are just consistently putting out resources that every girl, every woman, every person can find value in, whether that's we tried 20 of the best probiotics and here's how we rank them. This is what each person in the office has in their desk. This is how we're prioritizing X, Y, and Z this holiday season. I just love them. Love. Agreed. Love. Love their resources. Are they maybe a little like basic? A hundred percent. But that's why we love them. Because we are. Yeah. I'm, I'm extremely basic and I have yeah. no, you know, that's not a secret. No. They also do like recipes and stuff. There's a lot of great content over there. It's worth yeah. to follow. Yes. Even if you're not basic, like you have to appreciate what they're doing. Totally. Okay. Next one, Eileen. Next one is just, it's a little bit of like a parody um, meme account that we follow. It It's not like super deep, not really getting any tips and tricks, but it's a page called work and social, they said. And they will just like post basically screenshots of like a tweet saying everything that you think um, when you work in social media. Yo, it's, and you'll like not even realize you think things until you read that. And you're like, yeah, actually I do think that. I 100% think that. It's the best. 10 out of 10 would recommend. The next one is We the Urban. If you haven't followed We the Urban, it's a great follow for anyone. Anyone out there, it's such a great follow. It's really just quotes in carousels that their team comes up with that help you in the season of life you're in. It goes ranges from self-care to prioritizing yourself to balancing relationships. It feels like I'm reading therapy. Yes. It, I feel like no matter what, the content that's coming out is what I needed to hear that day. Like, I don't know how to explain it, but like if I'm having like an off week or like there's some drama going on or whatever it is, their carousel will be about like navigating drama for the holidays and it will all be different quotes about how to put yourself first and deal with difficult people and 
sometimes it to me feels like that friend that you have that you can always lean on and just they'll tell you something that works for you. I don't know how to explain it, but it just works for my brain. I'm like, yeah, I needed to hear that. Great yeah. follow. I love their carousels. They do. I don't know. Do they do these daily? I think they do. It's like nine things you might need to hear today. Yes. I love it. You swipe through, there's nine different like prompts, there's nine different quotes, whatever you want to call them. And when you're scrolling through, there's typically, like you kind of just said, there's going to be at least one that stands out to you and fits with like what you're currently going through. And it's very like validating. It also makes you like look at things in a different way. And, you know, we love pages that make us think, make us uh, reflect and try to be better people. Agreed. The last two I'm going to go through really fast because these are just my personal obsessions. Like these are so not for everyone. First one being Coffee Bay 97. I initially found this girl on TikTok and I'm obsessed with this page. So I'm a coffee drinker. Eileen's a coffee drinker. And I dabble in the aesthetics of all things. I just am very into the way that things look. It makes me feel good. So this page is this girl who makes the most aesthetic, like think almost like ASMR coffee reels and TikToks, but she'll do like really fun different coffees. Like she did one this morning that was like blueberry muffin and like she'll make this like special espresso and then like drizzle blueberry syrup inside the cup and then she'll put the espresso in and then she'll have a blueberry infused milk that she puts foam, like she turns into foam and then puts that on top and then sprinkles with like dried blueberries and some kind of drizzle. Like I literally love it. It's, I don't make any of it. I don't think anyone does. I think you look at it and you're like, wow, pretty anyways. So it's just a fun follow. And it's also a nice break in your feed when like you have like all these memes and then all these people, you know, that you follow, like there's just all this stuff going on influencers. And then there's just this girl making coffee. It's just such a nice break in the day. I love her. The last one, this one is worth the follow, actually. I take everything back. It is art by Demarcus Sean on TikTok. He is the funniest person I have ever found. And that I is think, a bold statement. And listen, I watch a lot of TikToks and I think a lot I have a I have an interesting sense of humor sometimes. Like there's things that people find funny, and I'm like, dude, that's literally not funny. Or the opposite, I will be like dying at something and everyone's like, I don't get it. And my sense of humor is just like kind of messed up sometimes. But this guy, he basically posts relatable scenarios in TikToks. So he like plays the characters of think of anything you've ever experienced in your life. He's made a TikTok about it and it's every single time hits the mark exactly. Like this man needs to be it. A-list actor. He is so funny and it's so relatable. Like anything he says, I'm like, I have experienced that. And this is exactly how it goes. Like he'll be your mom. He'll be the, you know, the cashier at the checkout line. And like the way that he talks is so funny. I love it so much. 1 billion percent worth the follow. Okay. You started describing him. I did not know him by his name at all. You started describing and immediately I knew who you were talking about and I will echo what Peyton just said. This guy is hilarious. Love him on TikTok. Love, love, love. So funny. I'm so glad to hear that. Thank you. And you guys, I, I swear all these pages are worth the follow. 
or just a, a browse, you know, take a look-see. We will try to start to share some of their content on our stories and stuff because they're so good. We already do a little bit of this, but some of these people, I feel like even if you don't follow them, you just like need a little healthy dose of their content because it's so freaking good. But moving right along, let's talk about what we want more of in 2023 and what do we want to see less of in 2023 when it comes to social. Eileen, what are you thinking? Okay. So I think that 2022 was bogged down a little bit by the introduction of reels on Instagram and everyone panicking, thinking, oh my gosh, I thought short form videos like this were only for TikTok and now I have to make them on Instagram. What do we do? Holy cow. And in that, Instagram also like prioritizing reels, like to the point where you know, I follow some meme accounts and I'm scrolling, just wanting to like LOL at some memes. And instead of it just being a static image on my Instagram feed, they have now had to make the image into a reel so that it shows up on people's pages. And I am just kind of over it. I want, so what I'm trying to say is I want brands, influencers, accounts, whoever to do what works for them without being impacted by these algorithms. If your page does better and is more authentic by posting carousels and static images than reels. Like that's what I want you to do. And I don't want you to be discounted because you didn't post it in a video format. So that is a little discouraging for me on what like has happened in 2022. And I'm just hoping that in 2023, we can like sort this out a little bit. Yeah. I totally agree with everything you just said. 100%. It's definitely just chasing the algorithm. And I think we're all just over it. At a certain point, it's like you're pleasing the Instagram gods or the TikTok gods or the Twitter gods. You're no longer actually giving the content that people want to see. Like no one's getting what they want. You're pleasing Instagram, the platform, not the Instagram users. And it's just kind of, it, it sucks sometimes. I really think that's a great point. I think for me, I want to see more authenticity and community in social. Social was made to bring people together. And somewhere along the way, with algorithms and following trends that don't even feel authentic to your brand or who you are, we kind of lost that. And I feel like overall, whether it's an individual, an influencer, a brand page, a meme page, even at this point, they can't even do what they want to do. I feel like everyone has this feeling that they have to show up in the same way as everyone else to be successful. And to an extent, they do. I mean, the algorithm is going to push content that follows what it's looking for versus, you know, if you're only posting static images, we know right now that that doesn't really work. You need to do carousels, you need to do reels, you need to do video. And it's unfortunate because if you're someone that really loves photography and you really just want to post images, that there's this feeling that you can't do that anymore. And I hope that going into 2023 as just a community of individuals, every Instagram user starts to feel like, why don't I just post what feels authentic to me? And maybe for the next year, I'll lose some followers, but hopefully they'll come back around and the people who really enjoy the content that feels good for me to put out will still be here. I I think I just want to get back to what made social media fun from the beginning and posting what feels authentic and building a community of people that also really like that content. Yeah, I love that. Thanks. And 
it's it's like it's scary at the you know i don't know how to say this um everything you said is so valid but it sucks that like people who have their livelihoods attached to their social media or um have to report to someone in a job they can't just say they can't always just be like this is what i like to do this is what we should do because it's authentic to us because it's like well i need to make money off of this or my boss says reels are booming i need to make more reels like you know it's tough it's tough out there it's tough times but i think in a perfect world i completely agree with you and i would love to see the same thing yeah i i know it's easier said than done it's more of just a wish list you know a little more of this little less of this hoping for, sure. for the best i think we should end with a super quick little tidbit from each of us. And that is just describing 2022 social media in one word each. One word. Okay. Do you have one? You I ready? Do. I do. Okay. I have one I too. Am. You go first. Okay. My word is distracted. I just mm. felt like there was so much going on. Rules changing every single week. Twitter, who knows what's going on with it right now. TikTok booming, Instagram trying to be like TikTok, but people wanting it to still be Instagram. Like it was just distracting. And I think social media as a whole was distracted. Like, I don't know. I don't even know if that's a good word, but it just felt like there was always something coming at us that was distracting us from our main goal. Yeah, I think that distract distracted is a great word to use to describe this past year because I think everyone is in the same boat with you. It's been confusing for sure. Yeah, like there were so many rules, but at the same time there were no rules. It was like the wild wild west, but like if you did something wrong, like canceled. Yeah, pretty much, right? I I agree. I don't know. Sorry. I don't know if that's a good one. I don't know if that was No, bad, I think it was good. But I think it was good. Okay, great. Okay. So, Peyton Let's hear your word. Okay. My word is transitional. I think that brands spent 2022 figuring out how to show up on social media. Like you said, things were changing. And I feel like a lot of brands were testing a lot of different styles of content just across the board. Everyone was kind of figuring out like what is going on. And hopefully... Um, some of that chaos that took place this year, a lot of that testing and learning makes 2023 look very different. And we just use this year as a transitional phase to figuring out how to show up with all of the changes for the new year. That's my goal or my hope and dream for the brands that I work for, at least, is that we figure out oh, what the heck is going on because social is crazy right now. Yes. I think I like how you said that. Like, Okay, 2022, you were a lot. Uh, you were unhinged, you were chaotic, you were distracting, and you were transitional. Let's stop it on December 31st. And please, January 1st, can we just do a little less? Yeah. Can we just like, like get a hold of what's going on? And not, I'm not even asking to like have no changes or like start your st social strategy out on January 1st and have it be the exact same strategy for the entire year. Like, I'm not. I'm not delusional, but it would be nice to just maybe feel a little more like focused and like less, less chaos. I don't know. Yeah, no, I agree. 
I think those are two great words to describe the past year, 100%. We're on the same page. We're in this yeah. together. If you're listening we love to this- social so much, but this year was tough. It really was. Yeah. No, it was. We're all in this together. We're figuring it out day by day. And hopefully, yeah, we wake up on New Year's Day and we're like, oh, hey, social's under control. Every brand I've worked for, everyone's got it figured out. Love that. Would be great. It would be, wouldn't it? Oh, Peyton, this was fun. This was a good episode. And this is a wrap on the very last episode of the podcast for the year. I'm excited yeah. for next year and what it will bring Me- for us, what it will bring, um, what cool content we'll be able to put out and continue to grow this. It's my favorite part of the week is when we record. Love it so much. It truly, like the days that we record, I'm like so excited. Me too. I love it so much. I think we'll wrap this up just by saying, hope you enjoyed this little mini episode, a little different than what we typically do. Just talking about social media as a whole in 2022 and what we're kind of looking forward to in 2023. And as always, Thank you all so much for your support. We started this venture in Q4 2022, and I'm so glad we did. It was, you know, a lot of planning and a lot of work, but every single time one of us gets a DM, a text message, see someone and they say something nice about the pod, you are literally warming our hearts so much and we appreciate it. I sound so dramatic right now, but like we appreciate it. No, we really do. So much. We do. Thank you all. Even if you don't work in social, you know nothing about it, and you, you've you listened and supported us, your kindness just means the world. It really does. It so, really does. This was so fun. It's such a great way for us to end the year professionally and personally, and we cannot wait to keep it going in 2023. See you guys in the new year. Happy new year. Happy new year. Bye. Bye. Working on a weekend like usual. 